estimate and inspection today at windowsruspittsburgh.com. That is windowsruspittsburgh.com. Tonight, we'll see partly cloudy skies. Expect a low tonight of 68. It'll be humid tomorrow with times of clouds and sun. Tomorrow's high 87. Tomorrow night, partly cloudy skies. The low 69. We'll wrap up the weekend Sunday with times of clouds and sunshine. It will remain humid. We'll see a high of 90. Monday, hot and humid. Times of clouds and sun. A thunderstorm in spots in the afternoon and a high of 91. With your Mackey Weather Forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Portions of the following program are pre-recorded. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Oh, no, we are live and local. Thanks for coming along today. It's 4.04. Just want you to know that we are live here, so set your clocks accordingly. Yes, we are. It's true. Thanks for coming along for the Friday edition, Kath. Uh, things are good, are they not? It's a Friday edition. Mm-hmm. So... Things are great. Yes, and it, we're like sort of like the cool calm before the storm, even though it's a, a little tepid out there right now. Is there going to be a storm? Oh, no, but we're going to crank up into the 90 degrees here. Oh, right? yeah. Oh, it's going to get really, super, Sunday's going to be really hot. Right. All right. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, it's a very busy day uh, news-wise, as we always do to kick off the show. Kath, bring us up to date. Give us the top four at four. All right, for Friday, June 25th, 2021. Number one, Pennsylvanians can go maskless starting next week unless it is required by the business or building they're in, so writes the Trib today. The state mask mandate will expire at 12.01 a.m. on Monday as promised. A statewide universal masking order, in case you're keeping track, has been in place in one form or another since April of 2020. How about that? When then-Secretary of Health Dr. Rachel Levine signed an order requiring masks inside businesses. Of course, the masking order has, you know, changed as it's gone along, but that has been a long haul. If you remember, the governor said in early May that he would lift the mask mandate when 70% of Pennsylvania adults were fully vaccinated. Beam, three weeks later, built on that, saying the mandate would expire when 70% of adults were vaccinated or June 28th, whichever came first. I'm excited about it. Number two. Pittsburgh International Airport's $1.4 billion, I said billion dollar, modernization has received its final clearance. According to the PG, airlines operating at Pittsburgh International have agreed to pay for the improvements by signing off on a new seven-year lease agreement, according to the Allegheny County Airport Authority. Apparently, however, and this is no surprise, not everybody's thrilled. (laughs) Of course not, because it's politics. Now, I could be pronouncing this very poorly, but I'm going to try. Tasso... Kitsalis, the architect who designed the 29-year-old midfield terminal, part of which will be replaced, decried the spending as unnecessary. Quote, to take the best airport in the world and make it mediocre, it hurts, Mm. he said. Now, if you're wondering what the new project will include, I'll give you a couple sneak peeks. Uh, A new landside building for ticketing, security, and baggage claim that will replace the existing landside building. It'll be tucked somewhere between the C and D concourses of the airside building, which I can't quite picture. The tram... History. What? Gone. No tram. There'll also be a 3,300-space parking garage and new roads to be started in the fall. Whoa. Completion, probably 2025. It doesn't feel that old. It's not that old. That's right. why it doesn't feel that old. Number three. 
Last night, former VP Mike Pence made his most forceful attempt yet to separate himself from his former boss on the issue of certifying the 2020 election results. Speaking at the Ronald Reagan Presidential Library in Simi Valley, California, and reported by The New York Times, Mr. Pence defended the constitutionally mandated role he played in certifying the Electoral College vote on January 6th, when you might remember that the mob stormed the Capitol chanting, Hang Mike Pence. Do you remember that? Quote, I will always be proud that we did our part on that tragic day to reconvene the Congress and fulfill our duty, he said. Uh, He said, the truth is there is almost no idea more un-American than the notion that any one person could choose the American president. And number four, interesting USA Today report about an increasingly mainstream group of academics, journalists, intelligence officials, and politicians who say that they acknowledge the existence of what? Yes. But that does not mean they embrace conspiracy theories or believe necessarily in extraterrestrial life. Though UFOs are often synonymous with aliens in pop culture, those who study the phenomenon say UFOs should be understood by their literal name, UFO Unidentified. Once identified, they may have a mundane explanation. For now, though, some sightings don't have widely accepted explanations, including examples documented on camera by multiple witnesses and with radar. Those most concerned about the phenomenon say some sightings suggest advanced craft performing maneuvers that should not be physically possible. And that is your top four. Very nice. No one asked Hugh Ross to chime in. With his very unique opinion, did they? He does have a unique opinion mm, yeah. on that, doesn't he? Okay, so I, I uh, reached into my glove box today and uh, was looking for a pen, and there was my mask. Now, I wonder, will you keep your mask, your main mask? Yes. Is it a souvenir? Is it like a time capsule I keep thing? them hanging on uh, my uh, my my clicker. Mirror. No, my clicker in the car. Okay. You know, and on my left or right oh, indicator. Sure, yeah. I keep them on, yeah, I keep them there just in case I'll need them. And I have them on the, on the door, like going outside into my garage. How many do you have? How many masks do yeah. I have? I probably have 15. 15? Why, is that a lot? It's, I think it's a lot, yeah. Why? I, we, have like, we, I have three. And I don't really only used, I really only used two. But I mean, I kind of look. I, well, when you wash them, don't, don't you have to like... Yeah, you don't want you want another couple to keep I'm yourself home going. Okay, till they dry. I'd rather like really what I want to do is burn them. Yeah, of course. Like so to, do I. Or bury them in the backyard. And never have with, to look at them again. Right. Exactly. I actually found a pack yesterday of unopened masks, uh-huh. and I thought, please let me never have to never. open these. Throw those away, please. Just let me never have to open these. Yeah. I mean, it's just going to be one of those. Hopefully, it's one of those historical artifacts that they'll put like in cornerstones of buildings. Right. Remember mm-hmm. the time mm-hmm. when we all suffered together. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Do you believe in UFOs? Um, yeah, I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I'm kind of curious. That's kind of a stupid question. Because do you believe in un- if it's if it's an object that's unidentified, it doesn't matter whether you believe in it or not. It is well. It's do you believe that there are there are uh, there's other life, intelligent life, more intelligent than us in the universe? No, you don't. No, I do. Okay. All right. We You're should... just hoping, what? based on your co-host every day. Please tell me there's someone smarter there's, than her. Was it something going on that please, I should know about? Please. Anyway, all. it's a. Uh, perfect time for me to tell you tell me what your weekend has begun oh fabulous it is uh 11 minutes past the five o'clock hour on a friday afternoon truly all is right and well in this corner of the room andy masick is with us in a few minutes from the senator johns heinz history center that's next 101.5 word and they lived happily ever after 
Ever wonder if they did? <laughs> well, marriage is not a fairy tale. It's a great adventure. That's why Family Life Today wants to give you their Love You Better plan, 30 days to love your spouse better. You'll also be entered to win a Family Life Love Like You Mean It marriage cruise with money to cover additional expenses. Enter today and every day. Go to wordfm.com love. The Original Mattress Factory is always looking for good people to join our team. If you're interested in a sales, manufacturing, or delivery position, we offer competitive pay and exceptional benefits packages. Integrity and strong work ethic are essential because at OMF, we strive for excellence in all that we do. To learn more about our company and our unique business model, visit us at OriginalMattress.com. You can stop by any of our locations or visit the employment section on OriginalMattress.com to complete an application. What does the Original Mattress Factory have in common with your favorite local coffee shop or hometown craft brewery? All three are experts at their respective crafts and are owned and operated by members of the communities they serve. Owners who are deeply committed to quality and recognize the importance of outstanding customer service. At OMF, we aim to help our customers make a smart buying decision, whether you buy from us or not. Because at the end of the day, you are more than just our customer. You are our neighbor. Visit your neighborhood Original Mattress Factory today to learn more. Are you dealing with personal or business tax issues with the IRS? Does the thought of wage garnishments, bank levies, tax penalties, or having to engage with the IRS worry you? Owing taxes to the IRS or state can be stressful, and ignoring them can make your situation worse. At Federal Tax Law Group, we help individuals and businesses reduce debts and negotiate with the IRS Fresh Start Program. Our assistance can save you from drowning in taxes and may even keep you free of prosecution. With over two decades of experience, our tax professionals understand your needs and will customize a tax solution that's in your best interest. Call Federal Tax Law Group at 800-500-9172 for a free consultation to discuss resolving your tax problem. That's 800-500-9172. Again, 800-500-9172. Or visit us online at federaltaxlawgroup.com. Hi, I'm Jackie Dorman. Have you ever caught yourself believing you'll never find a deeply fulfilling relationship with a marriage-minded Christian man? Well, you're not alone, and I can relate. For years, I believed I would never find the love of my life. If you're feeling stuck in negativity, I invite you to join me in my free Married in 12 Months five-day challenge at lovestories.com. That's lovestories.com. Civic Season with Andy Masick. Andy's the president, the CEO of Senator John Hines History Center in the Strip District. He's a regular guest on our show because Andy always presents what's new and exciting at the History Center. Hey, Andy. How are you? Hey, it's good to be with you. Really good. good. Always good to hear your voice, Andy. Um, And this is a fun thing. So civic season, uh, a goal to help Americans, especially young people, understand why we celebrate. So whose idea was this and who's on this train with you? Well, you know, we've been working with the Smithsonian Institution and more than 100 museums uh, across the nation to sort of uh, bring history and civics uh, to the forefront especially for the younger generations, the Gen Z, those three to 23-year-olds and and millennials. 
um, because we feel like every American needs to know the basics of American history so we can make good decisions in the present and plans for the future. Excellent. So, of course, Andy, you're well aware this is a very contentious time in American history. Are you sure? <laughs> and I believe... Yeah. No, we hadn't noticed that. <laughs> well, I just wanted to bring okay. it to your attention just in case it had passed you by. But look, Andy, it's uh, things are really out of control. There's a lot of anger and there's a lot of misinformation about America, its history, and its values. So this is good, this civic season. This is, in many ways, the truth, and you're allowing the public to be educated. But you're doing is... You know this well in a winsome way too yeah you know we're trying to make it fun we're trying to engage people where they are and a lot of that means that it's online uh we've got to reach out to people and the civic season has things like citizen you app you know you can download a free app and uh you can learn about uh, what it means to be an american citizen and, and speaking of that you know, new citizens to the United States have to take a test. Uh, there are a hundred questions on that test about history and civics, and those new citizens are expected to be able to, to pass that test. Well, uh, there have been some studies that show four out of ten Americans could not pass the citizenship test. Oh, that's and, and that's a little unsettling to me uh, because, yeah. you know, we – we take our citizenship seriously, most Americans do, and if we're not prepared to make good decisions and understand, you know, the, the roots of some of the issues that are facing us today, then, you know, we're not going to be making good decisions. Mm -hmm. So uh, one of the things we, we've done is we've created an exhibit called American Democracy, A Great Leap of Faith. Uh, and we did this with the Smithsonian, and we brought uh, objects from the Smithsonian, including George Washington's lap desk and documents signed by Benjamin Franklin and, and things that uh, are the actual artifacts, the stuff of history that connect us to that founding generation. Oh. And, and at the end of the exhibit, uh, we let people take the citizenship test and, well, see how they do. <laughs> well, so good. let's see if they've improved. You know, most people really know the answers to these questions. They're, they're not that hard. Uh, there are things like, uh, what is the capital of the United States? You know, it's Washington, D.C., right? Yes. Uh, people why, not knowing that, Andy? Flag? Yeah, there are people who don't know that. Okay. Uh, uh, what about uh, why does the United States flag have 13 stripes and 50 stars? Yes, the original colonies and the number of states in the Union. That's right. Uh, 13 original colonies became the 13 original states after we fought a revolution against uh, King George and uh, separated from Great Britain. And today... We have 50 states, but over over the years, you know, we started with 13 states, uh, and then we got up to 15 states during the War of 1812. And, you know, in those early days, they started adding a stripe for every state that was added. They added a star and a stripe. And the, the American flag started looking like a pinstripe uh, flag. Uh, so we said, wait a second, uh, let's go back to the original 13 states or colonies uh, for the stripes. 
but we'll add those stars because they're easy to add, and we can keep making them smaller nice. up there in the blue. That was a field. good idea design-wise, so, I think, Andy. I think that was a good call. Yeah. You know, we, we just uh, recognized Juneteenth, June 19th, yeah. which was uh, the day that people in Texas found out that Abraham Lincoln and U.S. Congress had created an emancipation proclamation that freed the slaves and the rebelling southern states. Um, well, that's that's part of this um, civic season, too. Uh, it's not just about the 4th of July. Everyone knows about the 4th of July when the Declaration of Independence was uh, voted on by uh, all of the founders. Uh, but there are other things that happened in June and July that Americans ought to know about. Uh, like, uh, well, do you know what happened at Gettysburg in 1863? Tell us. You know, every, the Gettysburg Address. Every, the Gettysburg Address followed the Battle of Gettysburg, which was the turning point of the American Civil War. And uh, that happened on July 1st, 2nd, and 3rd, 1863. Uh, and, you know, when Abraham Lincoln came to Gettysburg after the battle, and gave the, the most famous speech in American history, the Gettysburg Address. He said, you know, this is a government of the people, by the people, and for the people. And you know what? That was a big idea from his father's generation. And he started out his speech by saying, four score and seven years ago, uh, 87 years ago, our father's brought forth on this continent a new nation. He was actually talking about his literal father. Uh, that's how close the Civil War was to the Revolution. Uh, there were still people alive uh, from that, that early generation. Wow, Our fathers created a new nation conceived in liberty and dedicated to the proposition that all men are created equal. Fabulous. Andy Masick is with us. We're still struggling with that today. Yes, to a more perfect union, Andy, right? What a a great turn of phrase that is. Isn't it? A more perfect union. And you know that test that we were talking about, the citizenship test? There's a phrase uh, that we see on our money and we see on the great seal of the United States. It's e pluribus unum. Out of many one. Uh, Out of many one. And that's what they meant by a more perfect union. They had created a union of states right after the revolution. And they called it the Confederation, the Articles of the Confederation. This is before the U.S. Constitution was adopted. And uh, they said, what we need, we've got a union. It's kind of working, but all the states are kind of, well, it's like herding cats. They're all gone in different directions, and we can't get anything done. We need a more perfect union, one that will allow us to work in concert. And, and that's how this e pluribus unum, from many 
one. Fabulous. Andy Masick is with us. Andy is the president, the CEO of the Senator John Hines History Center in the Strip District. If you've not been or if you've been in a long time, now's a good time because I'm telling you, the Civic Season and the American Democracy Exhibition is first rate. So, Andy, you, you know, you're, you're giving us really a great overview of the early birthing of America. I, I'm really interested, you know, as, you know, the, sort of the written teaching along with the visual teaching as well. Go back for a second because you you really piqued my interest. You've got on display from loan from the Smithsonian George Washington's writing desk. Please describe yeah. what that looks like. You know, it's it's not very big. Um, it's uh, you know just a little bit bigger than uh, a kid's lunchbox, really? but it folds out. It's uh, made of walnut and it folds out, and it's got this green felt on it. And there's ink stains on it, and there's chips and dings on it. Because George Washington had this in his saddlebags during the American Revolution. And when he needed to write orders or a letter, uh, he would uh, pull this thing out and with, uh, you know, a quill, you know, a feathered quill and a bottle of ink, he scribbled these orders and things on this very lap desk. So it's one of those things that, you know, your heart skips a beat when you see this and imagine that. George Washington, who really kept it together during the Revolution when no one thought that this, this band of Americans, these rebels in the United uh, in these the colonies, could defeat the most powerful army and navy in the world. But somehow they kept it together long enough to, to win that war and, well, give us uh, a jump start on freedom that has made the United States the envy of the world. Fabulous. And so, Andy, you're seeing then the original American laptop. Yeah, yeah the, the original laptop. That's a good way of putting it. This one doesn't plug in. <laughs> but if you want to plug into history, come to the History Center and, and go online and uh, take a look at the History Center's uh, website at HeinzHistoryCenter.org uh, or get the app Citizen U, Citizen Y-O-U, or on the 4th of July, come on down to Fort Pitt and grab a hold of that 36-foot flag that flies over the blockhouse. You know, the blockhouse is the oldest building in Pittsburgh, 1764, and it's guarded uh, by the Daughters of the American Revolution, the Fort Pitt uh, uh, Society of the Daughters of the American Revolution. And these ladies, since the 1890s, have been protecting this stone building that was an outbuilding of Fort Pitt, uh, built in 1764. And if you come down at 1 o'clock on the 4th of July, you can hold on to that 36-foot flag, and you can watch the Red Ensign, the British Red Ensign, come down and then we'll hook on this 36-foot flag, and it takes it takes about 40 people to keep it from blowing wow, away. And, and we feed it up that pole, and when it catches the breeze, well, the hair on the back of your neck stands up for a minute. As you see those those stars, those 13 stars and those 13 stripes wafting in the breeze, high over the blockhouse, high over Point State Park. 
Uh, and it, well, it makes you proud to be an American. Mm, isn't that good? Fabulous. Andy Masick with us from the Heinz History Center. Uh, last question for you. We only, have, we only have a couple minutes left, but I did see on here that there's going to be uh, included in this a March on Washington banner carried by Pitt students on August 28th, 1963. You have to tell us about this. Yeah, that's one of the things on loan from the Smithsonian Institution. And, and you know, we're an affiliate of the Smithsonian, so we get the, the real stuff. But this banner, it's a gigantic thing, 12 feet uh, uh, long, and it was featured in a photograph that was front-page news in 1963. During the Civil Rights Movement, uh, the Pitt students rallied, and they went to Washington. They carried this gigantic uh, banner. And remember, it was in uh, July of 1964 that the Civil Rights uh, Act was uh, enacted. Uh, that ensured freedoms that many of us Americans enjoy today. And it was Pitt students, along with many other students from around the country, who converged on Washington and marched for civil rights. So that's just another thing uh, for us to recognize during the civic season here in, in Pittsburgh. Wow. Very nice. Andy, it's always a great like pleasure. Uh, the, obviously, the History Center is wide open. Your hours of operation, which you, you know, are talking about including holidays as well, it's a great place for the family to visit. Hey, and on uh, June 28th, the masks are off. Uh, we, this week, we're still wearing uh, masks, uh, according to the governor's uh, orders. But on June 28th, the masks are off. So for the 4th of July... You can come down, breathe easy, and, well, learn some history. Fabulous. Always a pleasure. Andy Masick. He's a great storyteller, and I'm telling you, you want to hear the story and know the story, see the story, touch the story of American democracy that's going on at the Heinz History Center, Civic Season, and the American Democracy Exhibition. Take a quick break. Our Friday feature of this or that next. Do you know that Big Lou can vaccinate your entire estate from the virus known as Uncle Sam? That's right. Big Lou and Term Provider have the only single-dose solution in town, a $1 million term life insurance policy. Yep, a $1 million term life insurance policy with no side effects. One call to Big Lou can lead to an entire estate vaccination that will provide 100% guaranteed protection against estate taxes and debt, even if you are a bit porky or have a splash of sugar diabetes. In fact, a 50-year-old male may qualify for half a million dollars of coverage for less than 100 bucks per month. Month, a million for less than 200 per month. Call Big Lou at Term Provider to get the service and price you deserve with zero side effects. Call 800-555-2085 right now. 800-555-2085. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He follows the science too. Call 800-555-2085 or visit BigLou.com. Big Lou doesn't give tax advice. Let me ask you, what does your perfect wedding day look like? I'll bet you've imagined it over and over again. The crisp spring air, the fresh grass giving way beneath you as you walk towards your future, surrounded by the people you love the most. So what's in the way of you believing it's possible for you to have it? Are you believing the lie that you are meant to be alone? Or maybe you don't know what a Christian romance should look like or where to find it. Hi, I'm Jackie Dorman. And I invite you to join me in my free Married in 12 Months Challenge, where you will discover your heart's desire of a loving marriage. In this challenge, I'll teach you why now's your time to find love. What are the lies that are holding you back? 
why God wants you married, the biblical law of attraction, and the tools to become a bride. Don't wait any longer. Just sign up for my free Married in 12 Months 5-Day Challenge at lovestories.com and you can start your journey to find that lasting loving relationship now. Join me at lovestories.com. Having your own home is awesome, but it's also a lot of work. The good news? Finding help for your projects is easier than ever. Introducing Angie, the app that puts all your home care needs at your fingertips. Need a pro to fix that emergency leak? Maybe find someone to build a deck or even set your seasonal tasks on autopilot. Angie can handle all that and more. Expert pros, hundreds of home projects, clear pricing, and the easiest way to book and pay in seconds. This is Angie. Your home for everything home. Download the app today. Now is the time to get a new job. Express Employment Professionals never charges job seekers a fee and has more than 35,000 job openings with high demand in construction, driving, logistics, and administrative jobs. Find a location near you at ExpressPros.com or on the Express Jobs app. We are everywhere. On your radio at 101.5 WORD-FM, Pittsburgh, at WordFM.com, the WordFM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and at Radio.com. Tonight we'll see partly cloudy skies. Expect a low tonight of 68. It'll be humid tomorrow with times of clouds and sun. Tomorrow's high 87. Tomorrow night, partly cloudy skies. The low 69. We'll wrap up the weekend Sunday with times of clouds and sunshine. It will remain humid. We'll see a high of 90. Monday, hot and humid. Times of clouds and sun. A thunderstorm in spots in the afternoon and a high of 91. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Does this make sense? No. You tricked me. It's the Friday feature. It's the Friday feature. It's supposed to be this or that. See, you tricked me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was wondering where you were going there. Interesting, though, that it's I like Pavlov's dog, isn't yeah. it? Well. That uh, I heard the music. There we hey. go. It's Friday. Wow. Really? All right. We switch into another gear. It's time now for the Friday feature. Does this make sense? No. <laughs> this or that. I've got ten things. I got ten things. We go back and forth. It's real simple. You've played this at home, right? Yeah, everybody it's either wants this to play it at home. Or it's either that. It's not psychological. The at-home edition of this or that is going to be available in a retailer. Yes. All right. you. you do it on your front porch, do you? Mm-hmm. I do. Each right. Friday evening. Okay. Uh, would you like to go first? Uh, I think you should decide, John. Okay. Uh, I say ladies first. Okay. Are you ready? Yes, thank you. So uh, the new mask mandate mm-hmm. is that we're not going to have them starting right. on Monday. Yeehaw! So I present to you... Woo! The getting used to a new thing edition of this or that. All right. Number one, breaking in new work boots or breaking in a new catcher's mitt. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think the the art of breaking in a new catcher's mitt is mm-hmm. unknown. Mm-hmm. And I think unless you play ball, yeah, breaking in a new catcher's mitt. Number two, mm-hmm. trying out a new church or trying out a new doctor. <laughs> That's perilous on both counts, isn't it? Don't you think? Yeah, I would say a new church. The move from milk to soy milk or the move from Coke to Diet Coke? Mm, mm. Well, I know which one's healthier. The move from milk to soy milk, I believe. Give me, forgive me, dairy farmers. I, I like myself a nice, cool glass of milk. Mm-hmm. Uh, Coke to Diet Coke. 
Yeah, I'm going there. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, because that's because soy milk's horrible. Number really? f- I think it's terrible. Four, the weird, hard, not quite right feeling of a new baseball cap. Oh. Or the kind of tight, feels odd, maybe I bought the wrong ones feeling of new sneakers. <laughs> yeah. I think you you can identify. Right. You go sneaker shopping and then they come and you go, these are, I don't know. Am I going to wear these? I'm going with the sneakers. Okay. Very nice. Number five. Mm. Going on stage as an actor on opening night in a new show. Boom. Or being yourself and getting in your first Twitter argument. <laughs> no. Yeah. A million times over, walking on stage in a new show opening night. A million times. Number six, the shock of becoming a homeowner or the shock of becoming a parent? <laughs> it sure is a lot quieter becoming a new homeowner if you don't have kids. You walk in that empty right. house and go, hey, this is nice. We're going to build a life here. Give me the new home. Number seven, first day on the new job or first day in the new house? Yeah, I'm going back to the house. Are you? Because it feels good. Okay. Yep. All right. Number eight. Reading a book written by someone you already know you disagree with mm. or listening to the new album from a band you already know you don't like. <laughs> well, listening to the music, I can shut it off a lot quicker. I'll suffer greatly less listening to the music as opposed to reading the book. Number nine, the fear of saying the wrong thing or the fear of not being heard. Mm-hmm. Well, those are really, that's a good one. The fear of not being heard. Right, because we're all going to say the not wrong thing. Number 10. Sooner or later. Stepping out of an airport in a foreign country yeah. where English is not spoken. Like or saying what you really think and waiting in dread for the public response. No, I'd be happy to walk into a for, you know foreign country because you never know what's going to happen. More often than not, it's it's fun and interesting. The latter? Very nice. Most I likely not. This. Okay, that's very complex. Mine are simple by comparison. Okay, very right. Easy. I'm looking forward to it then. The accordion. Bagpipes. <laughs> I actually love the accordion. Oh, okay, very nice. Chips Ahoy. Oreos. Oreos. Ten times out of ten plus one extra for eleven. Right. Dick Van Dyke. Julie Andrews. That's not fair. This or that? Julie Andrews. Mm. Hair up in a bun. Hair. In a ponytail. Oh, uh, de- definitely the ponytail. Okay. Yeah. Uh huh. Wearing an eye patch. <laughs> wearing a face mask. <laughs> I think I'll still pick the mask. I've gotten used to that. I'm, I'm, just, I'm going really? with that just because I've got. I gladly it. walk around with one eyeball just for the the thrill of it. Okay. Poison ivy. Measles. <laughs> this or that. <laughs> I mean, I feel like poison ivy has fewer like alternate like scenarios, so I think I'm going to go with the. I've never, I've never had either one, but I've what? gone with ivy. Yeah. Wearing a cowboy hat. Wearing a beret. Oh, cowboy hat. The beret. I can't pull that off. Wee <laughs> wee. Oui, oui. <laughs> Aaron Copeland. George Gershwin. Oh, that's very good. That's a very good question. But I'm going Gershwin. Okay. Eve, Sarah. Uh, Sarah's a little, well, no, I don't know. Sarah. All right. And finally, a milkshake, a banana split. Oh, 
A milkshake. Yes. Vanilla, please, with an order of fries. All right. It's the Friday edition, This or That. You choose. 101.5 WORD. You're listening now, so we know you're a fan of the radio station. I am a big fan. And we want you to know that we appreciate you. I'm your number one fan. That's why we've developed the Word FM Fan Club. It's free to join, and once you do, you can take part in exclusive surveys and contests. Yeah, I love contests. Special offers. Great giveaways. Discounts. Freebies. I'd like to win one of these contests. Become a member today. Go to wordfm.com slash fan club and sign up. We're big fans. Let's see, if something costs less, but people are happier with it, that sounds like something to look into, and that's MediShare. Maybe you've heard switching to MediShare to pay for health care can save the typical family 500 bucks a month, and that's huge. But it's also true that people are way more satisfied after making the switch, too. The customer satisfaction rate for MediShare is double that of the typical health insurance plan. Double. MediShare works. It's been around for more than a quarter century, and members have shared more than $3 billion of each other's bills People love having telehealth and a huge nationwide PPO network. So, yeah, you can save a ton and like it better. Imagine being happy with how you're taking care of your health care. So if you're self-employed or part of the gig economy or you just want a plan you're happy with, you can call right now and get a price within two minutes. Very, very smart use of two minutes. Here's the number you need. 844-45-BIBLE. That's 844-45-BIBLE. 844-45-BIBLE. Who have we all had a little trouble social distancing from? Here's a clue. About six feet tall, has handles, and is cold inside. That's right, our refrigerators. And our waistlines have suffered. However, Skechers would like to help you get back on track with our incredible Go Walk footwear. Because once you put on Skechers Go Walks, they're so comfortable, you'll be inspired to get out there and start walking. Skechers is a comfort technology company, and Go Walks are fully loaded with all the comfort and performance innovations you need. They're incredibly lightweight and breathable with features like air-cooled go Matte insoles and bouncy foam bottoms for extra cushioning. And Go Walk footwear come in all the fits you love, like stretch fit, wide fit, relaxed fit, and arch fit with podiatrist certified arch support. Plus, you'll look great with so many stylish options to choose from, including easy slip ons and comfy lace ups. And they're even machine washable. It's time you distance yourself from that fridge. Get out there and start go walking. Find the number one walking footwear in the world, Skechers Go Walk, for men and women at Skechers.com, a Skechers store, or wherever stylish footwear is sold. Hi, this is Robert Jermolowski, owner of Doing It Right Roofing, Siding, Remodeling. Looking for a new roof or siding upgrade? Call us for a free estimate at 724-NEW-ROOF or visit roofingcontractorpittsburgh.com. 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh. On your smart speaker by saying, play the word, Pittsburgh. And on your phone via the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and at radio.com. Didn't you love it when you were a kid and your mom or your dad or your grandmother, they would reference someone in the family that you as a kid didn't know. You know, we had uh, an Uncle Huey who was nefarious in the family. Was he? Why? He was just, well, you know, my family, they were a bunch of railroaders. They, you know, they grew, they worked on the railroad. <laughs> they were railroaders. <laughs> That's different. Well, no, you know, there, there was a, a little baloney there. Anyway. Uh, so you would hear these stories, and I would hear the story about my great-grandfather, who I never met. Uh-huh. And th- the story goes like this. Uh, he was a morose Irish drunk. 
and a, a bit of a um, a guy who you could not depend upon. And he would go on these benders. He would go and payday would come, and instead of him bringing the money home to the family, he'd go out and drink and disappear, sometimes for weeks on end. Well, the story goes that when it was time, when he passed away, and they went to bury him, they went to the family gravesite and discovered that in his Irish black dark humor, or just his, or just his overall self pity, exactly or despair, he bought not one, not two, but three separate headstones for himself <laughs> with his name on it, and that was all. So you kind of think? Did he forget the first two, or he just uh, he, no? He probably he, was just drunk. He liked, he liked a change of design or something. He probably was just out of his mind. He so, liked the round one instead of the square one. As a kid, I used to think, "I'm connected to that man. I, that what does that mean yeah. to me? What does that say?" Well, Michelle Van Loon is back with us, and she's here to talk to us about family ancestry. She's working on a brand new book, and Michelle, welcome back to the show. How are you? Thanks for having me back, you guys. Yeah. And- Three headstones is um, an impressive purchase. That's excessive. <laughs> really? That's a lot of despair wrapped up in a bottle, Michelle. Really? It's a lot of com- it's a lot of commitment to your own mortality, mm-hmm. if you think of it. <laughs> you know what it I mean? Is, it is. I always say, like, I have so much to say that I might need multiple gravestones. <laughs> right. But that's a different problem. So. <laughs> It really is. Michelle, we're happy to have you back. For those of you who are listening on uh, the Radio 101.5 Word FM also or streaming at wordfm.com, you can also watch the show at, uh, on Facebook, The Ride Home with John and Kathy, or 101.5 Word FM. And uh, Michelle's face is right here. We're looking at her. You look terrific, Michelle. Um, and this idea of ancestry, you know, what does it mean to us? Like we can go, you know, all the people who are doing the Ancestry.com or DNA. all those, you know, whatever they are, you know, people are finding out, oh, you know, my dad isn't my dad or you know i always thought i was russian and you know i'm chechnyan or i you know i you know no one in my past has ever been to russia so i don't know what's happening so how are you thinking about ancestry in like a biological sense like that kind of all of the above and a whole bunch of stuff that you didn't mention i think for most of us we're used to pulling out one part of the story like the dna part of the story or the tales that get told and retold um, at Thanksgiving every year, the headstone story, you know, and all of those things are shaping. But for most of us, particularly in Western cultures, we are really disconnected from our families or from our origins for the most part. Um, If, you know, there's some that may have a family tree or, Um, a picture of all their ancestors going back to Charlemagne, um, who seems, for the people who do genealogy, um, he he seems to have many, many, many offspring. It's shocking to me how many people I've run across (laughs) that I have a connection to Charlemagne. But um, He was busy. I don't. I do not. I don't either. But um, Starting in the 70s, what do you guys remember when Roots was on TV sure. for yeah, the yeah. first time? You know, for younger people listening, this it was huge yeah. in the 70s, and it was a big breakthrough for um, people thinking about their own roots and their own family stories beyond those that were like perhaps daughters of the American Revolution or you know, needed some to prove some sort of heritage to join a particular group or club. Those Mayflowers. 
the Mayflower ladies, right. exactly. But I think if you go through scripture in, in the book of Genesis alone, there are nine genealogies. And if you follow kind of the thread of um, a recording and accounting for people, tracing lineages and all of that, it tells me that maybe we are underselling the idea or under undervaluing, not underselling. So I'm working on a book that's going to be released in February called Translating Your Past. I have to look at the subtitle because it's been recently changed. The subtitle is Finding Meaning in Family Ancestry, Genetic Clues, and Generational Trauma. Hmm. A nice light, you know, yeah. sure. little Friday sure. afternoon. Super fun, right? But, but because we're connected to the family of God by faith, we're all bringing these stories that God is at work in the midst of. And so being able to do a little bit of thinking about all those different threads that go into our story, um, in, instead of just pulling out, you know, the three tombstones or whatever, um, I wanted to be able to give people a way to start thinking more broadly because these stories are important and they're in, certainly in other cultures, um, African and um, Asian cultures, ancestor stories play a big role sometimes because of religious things that go around them that wouldn't necessarily match a Christian story, but sometimes just because this is how we understand who we are where we belong in the world and who God is. Right. Yeah, yeah. All right, so let me tell you a story about my family that's really funny. Um, my great-grandmother, Kate, uh, came here from, emigrated from Poland with her husband and five children. And uh, when they arrived here in Pittsburgh, shortly thereafter, her husband took off. And so she mm. was alone with five little kids and did not speak one lick of English. And so I never met Kate, but uh, her story is legion because she was somehow able to kind of pick herself up by her bootstraps. And, of course, she was supported by her the Polish ghetto that she lived in here in Pittsburgh in the New Kensington area. Um, but she ended up opening a bar. And uh, so she ran a bar uh, before Prohibition, and she ran a bar during Prohibition, and she made whiskey in the basement, and she hid it in the bedrooms of my grandmother and her sisters so that when the cops came, they were not able to go into my grandmother's bedroom because that would have been untoward, but of course, that's where she kept all the whiskey. Anyway, um, she kept everybody alive and supported them all uh, during Prohibition, and uh, she never remarried, and by the time her uh, children got married themselves, uh, her wedding gift to each one of them was their own house. So that woman did a lot in a couple decades. Now, as I said, I never met Kate. I have a lot of pictures of her that are fearsome. She looks like she could kick your behind. Uh, but there's something about the story, which it sounds weird because I've never met her, but it kind of tells me something about me. Right. And I think that's why... I don't know. That's why your new work is interesting to me, Michelle. I'm not sure why it does tell me something about me. What do you think? Well, I was going to ask you, what what is it in her story that 
resonates with you? I, well, I think it's just the fact that she figured out a way. Well, there's grit and determination, yeah. right? Yeah. And I think you you want to own that. Yeah. Now, yeah, yeah. you know, so the grit and determination that you would uh, embrace, me, when I hear about my great-grandfather, I go, wait a second, right. that's connected to me. I don't want For any sure. part of that. Yeah, yeah. Right. But we all own those things. And so, Michelle, what you're talking about, you know, whether it's Cass' great grandmother or my great grandfather, we own these things. And of course, especially when you go back biblically, right, whoever it is, whether it's Sarah or Eve or whatever, that's part of our DNA. It is. It is absolutely part of our DNA. And the people I'm working on a chapter this week about DNA. Well, not just this week. I've been working on it for a while because I have a lot to learn. And um, Francis Collins, who was the head of the Human Genome Project, sure. and he's been on the news a lot um, because of COVID. He's a brilliant man, and he's a believer. Um, and he he said um, in his 2006 book. The language of God. He wrote about DNA, and he he just was amazed at even the little bit that we know. He said, "This is how God is communicating with us. This is how He's telling His story." Now, it's not the only thing, of course, but it's a big thing. You know, I I have curly hair because all I have to do is look at my forebears, and they all have wild, huge, curly hair, you know, and I know where that came from. Um, There's illnesses, there's all kinds of things that are tied to that, but that's just part of the bigger story that God is, is inviting us to consider. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of us, um, I I think that I had written you, John, and said, um, you know, we go to church and we hear like, here's how to build this fantastic family. Here's the steps that you need to take. We've got a sermon series. Here's some books to read. We're going to have a small group about it. And it's a pretty vanilla building plan. But all of us approach those building plans with, you know, your grandfather and his tombstones, your grandmother and her innovative um, problem-solving kind of way illegal illegal activity let's not illegal you know illegal but um her determination didn't disappear into the ether you know her five children lived that life out and she wanted them to succeed i think i i'm guessing that everything she did was to keep everybody afloat and to succeed. And she gave them houses. And it says a lot about, um, you know, her willing to do whatever it takes. And then you look at your, your parent that was connected to her and you think now, how did that translate my generation? Yeah. Yeah, it's really fascinating, Michelle. I love the new project. I can't wait to hear more about it. I'm so sad to tell you that our time is up already. Oh, boo. I know. But I love hanging out with you guys. Thanks for Good. having me. It's always. Plus, plus, it's super fun to have you on Zoom. It just makes it all the more fun. I know. I know. I'm looking at you guys. The book will be out February 22nd next year. So 2-22-22. Terrific. So we have a lo- nice. Good. We have a lot of time to talk about. And, and in the We've interim, got lots to talk about. Michelle, you guys have a great weekend. People want to find you online. Where can they find you? 
Michelle, two L's in Michelle, michellevanloon.com. Very nice. Or on Twitter. Sounds good. Thanks, or on Michelle. Twitter. I'm there all the time. All right. See ya. Bye-bye. Bye. We'll take a quick break. Come back. Netflix has a new show. You don't want to miss this one. That's next. Turkey and stuffing, real mashed potatoes, sliced top round, Aunt Emma's broccoli casserole, chicken and gravy over buttermilk biscuits. Am I making you hungry yet? Hi, it's me, Marsha, from the Springhouse. Do you have a special event coming up in your life? A shower, a wedding, graduation party, company party, anniversary event, or any occasion where you'd love to serve all-natural, farm-fresh foods? Then it's time to give the Springhouse Catering Department a call at 724-228-3339. From your first conversation with Dawn, who will help you create a menu that's unique to you, to the beautiful, bounteous setup and display that my sister Jill and her crew create, you will be delighted. After every catering event, Jill tells our cooks, I wish I could take you with me so you could hear all the wonderful comments guests give us. Give us a call at 724-228-3339 or check out our extensive menu at springhousemarket.com for farm fresh catering from the Springhouse. Let's talk about trust because there's too much defunding and canceling happening around us and wireless is guilty too by supporting left-wing causes that take away our freedoms. Not Patriot Mobile. They're America's only Christian and conservative wireless carrier with the broadest nationwide coverage and plans to fit any budget. They've proven they deserve your trust as they've donated hundreds of thousands of dollars to causes you care about. First and Second Amendments, veterans and the sanctity of life. Listen, now's the time as we celebrate our freedoms and independence to check out these guys. Services value. Switch now and choose from 50% off the first two months or $100 off any phone in stock with a one-year commitment and free premier access activation either way and top of the initial discounts too. go to patriotmobile.com slash gawker or call their u.s-based highly rated customer service team at 972 patriot switch with trust and get the truth patriotmobile.com slash g-o-r-k-a 972 patriot Think you can't afford a quality Christian education? Think again. First Baptist Christian School of Butler is partnering with this station to offer half off your first year's tuition. Since 1981, First Baptist Christian School has prepared pre-K through 12th grade students to glorify God in whatever direction they take in life through strong academics, Bible-based curriculum, and caring, qualified teachers, giving Butler-area families an affordable education that supports their values. Get half off a year's tuition now at wordfm.com tuitions. Having your own home is awesome, but it's also a lot of work. The good news? Finding help for your projects is easier than ever. Introducing Angie, the app that puts all your home care needs at your fingertips. Need a pro to fix that emergency leak? Maybe find someone to build a deck or even set your seasonal tasks on autopilot. Angie can handle all that and more. Expert pros, hundreds of home projects, clear pricing, and the easiest way to book and pay in seconds. This is Angie, your home for everything home. Download the app today. I think there's so much time available now on streaming platforms, whether it's Netflix or Prime or whatnot, that they're coming up with all sorts of strange and very weird shows. Case in point, a new show that premieres July 21st on Netflix. Here's the deal. A grasshopper and a dolphin walk into a bar. And there's no joke here, apparently only romance, in Netflix's newly announced reality show called Sexy Beasts, which premieres July 21st, hopefuls dawn prosthetic heavy disguises in search of a connection beyond physical attraction. Okay, no, wait, no, when we say heavy prosthetic 
what is it? Costumes? The Devices? show's costumes appear to include not only animals, but a devil, a goblin, a scarecrow, a Wizard of Oz reminiscent Tin Man, and what appears to be a mummified Egyptian king. Okay, now listen. The pictures from this show, let me try to like bring this home for you, are two people like talking at a bar, but they have gigantic Ma- they're not just masks. You know, masks have kind of lost no, their. I, I mean, like masks in like the original meaning. Like, like I am like I have a lion's mask on. So it's like my entire head is like a lion head. It's like two know. feet long. Right now, this is apparently this is a redo from a British show, as you know, want like The Office or what? Or the Masked Singer started in Korea. Exactly right. So I can't imagine being you know a twenty-something and going out there in the world. Now you've got to don a prosthetic head. I mean, it's already. So I, have to, enough, I have to put like a whale head on so that someone can see me for who I How really am. How do you am? find someone to love? I mean, I mean. Right, matchmaker, matchmaker. Well, make how do you know match. it's young people? Because you wouldn't know if it was an older person, based on. I guess you. Time to take up your mask, and you're 25, and all of a sudden the guy wearing a mask is 65. That's a whole other weirdness. Right, that that's could horrible. Happen. That'd be that horrible. That'd be horrible. <laughs> the worst people are fleeing. I mean, heaven help us. Seriously, if you got kids who are out there in the dating world, are you going to watch that? No. Are you going to watch it? I might watch one episode. No, it's so too weird. weird. Freak me out. I think I might. Listen on your smart speaker, the Word FM app at wordfm.com, iHeart, TuneIn, and on radio.com. In the car or at home, too, at 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. In Minneapolis, the Derek Chauvin sentencing hearing is underway now. The former Minneapolis police officer will soon learn his fate as a Minnesota judge sentences him for murder and the death of George Floyd. Vice President Kamala Harris has spent time in El Paso, Texas, visiting the U.S. southern border as part of her role in leading the Biden administration's response to a steep increase in migration. Harris says there is no quick solution to the issue. And the work that we have begun is the work that is going to be ongoing. There is no question, and I said this from the very beginning, that our approach to this issue has to be with a commitment to a long-term investment. The vice president has faced months of criticism from members of both parties for declining to make the trip. On Wall Street, the Dow up 236 points, and the Nasdaq now ahead eight points. This is SRN News. As you know, Mike Lindell has a passion to help everyone get the best sleep of their lives. Now, Mike didn't stop by simply creating the best pillow. Mike created the new Giza Dream Bed Sheets. They look and feel great, which means an even better night's sleep, which is crucial for our busy schedules. Mike found the world's best cotton called Giza. It's ultra soft and breathable, but extremely durable. Now, Mike's Giza Sheets come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. Now, the first night you sleep on the Giza sheets, you'll never want to sleep on anything else. Giza Dream Sheets come in a variety of sizes and colors, and Mike is making a special offer for our listeners. You'll receive two for one low price plus free shipping. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square, and use promo code WORD. There you'll find not only this amazing offer, but also deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the MyPillow mattress topper, MyPillow towel sets, and so much more. Call 1-800-391-0954, promo code WORD.
It's finally time to replace that old leaky roof. Or how about some new siding? You can count on Windows or Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. With over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows or Us offers repair and replacement for roofs, siding, gutters and downspouts, windows, entry doors, even decks. A leaky roof left unfixed can lead to mold and mildew. Maybe you've lost siding during the recent windstorms. Don't put those repairs off. Windows or Us offers 12 months, no interest financing, and no processing fee through Dollar Bank. Want new factory direct replacement windows for your home or office? Choose from 100% vinyl, commercial aluminum, wood, and composite. And how would you like to never clean your gutters again? For a limited time, get a free gutter filter with the purchase of complete siding and roof replacement offer valid through June 30th. All with 12 months, no interest, no processing fee, and backed by the best warranty in the industry. Schedule your free estimate and inspection today at windowsruspittsburgh.com. That is windowsruspittsburgh.com. We want everybody to have a level of comfort knowing that they're in a safe environment, that they're in a caring environment, and that their health and well-being is our top priority. At Stock Family Dentistry, exceptional dentistry meets compassionate care. We are constantly screening both ourselves and patients. I want my patients to know that we are there for them. When they are ready, we are here. You're going to be safe. You're going to be well cared for. On Perry Highway in Wexford at StockFamilyDentistry.com. Learning has definitely changed these days. What hasn't changed is the unwavering support parents received from their local Christian school. Many were quick to adapt to the new normal with remote classes taught by caring teachers who pray for students and their families every day. With many schools offering half-price tuition for first-time enrollees like Walnut Grove Christian School in West Mifflin, it's a great time to consider Christian education. Find a school that's right for you at wordfm.com slash tuitions. Tonight we'll see partly cloudy skies. Expect a low tonight of 68. It'll be humid tomorrow with times of clouds and sun. Tomorrow's high 87. Tomorrow night, partly cloudy skies. The low 69. We'll wrap up the weekend Sunday with times of clouds and sunshine. It will remain humid. We'll see a high of 90. Monday, hot and humid, times of clouds and sun, a thunderstorm in spots in the afternoon, and a high of 91. With your Mackie Weather Forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, good afternoon. Greetings. Thanks for coming along today. Fabulous day out there right now, and it's a Friday afternoon. I mean, it sure is. Very nice indeed, right? Yeah. Wonderful. You got plans? Uh, uh, take out tonight. Nice. Going to a party tomorrow evening. Uh, like in person. Like a like a yard party. Way. Mm-hmm. I'll wear my gingham dress and mm. sing a song from maybe Oklahoma. <laughs> Do Laurie's ballet. I don't know. Uh-huh. It's going to be really hot. Yeah. So I look forward to that. Very nice. Which means in your unair conditioned house and my unair conditioned house, it's going to be thick. It'll be thick. Near is what they say. Exactly. Right? Or Near. close. Close. I'm close. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very good. All right. Um, hey, listen, uh, last several days, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, we spent a considerable amount of time talking with our friend Tom Lewis from Cross International. Yep. And we just want to say truly thank you. Oh, my gosh. Your great kindness and your generosity, uh, again, as listeners, is so wonderful, so over the top, so godly. Yeah. That Tom is able to present to you a felt need for hundreds and hundreds of children in Nicaragua and Guatemala and Haiti. 
And you, you feel that. You know that. You, you see the truth of that and the excellence of the ministry. So the goal has been made. I mean, more than 500 kids because of you and you're just the beauty of who you are in your heart. And we just say thank you. We're humbled by that. Again, every time we do this, you, you just you, you humble us. Mm-hmm. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for your great kindness. Yeah. I mean, I'll do one another in acts of kindness. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, it's just especially at the end of the show yesterday, it was wacky. I mean, there were all kinds of donations coming in. It was a lot of fun. They were coming fast and furious. Anyway, we just want to say thank you because what, I mean, I just can't think of another audience in any radio show that could yeah. come that would come through like that on such a regular basis. You're legendary. With, yeah. So really thank you are. so much. All right. Now, going from the sublime, and that really is sublime, <laughs> to the patently ridiculous. Mm-hmm. That's why you tune into the Ride Home, especially a Friday edition. Well, yeah. listen to this. Okay, so we've talked about TikTok before on the show. I don't have TikTok on my phone. You yeah. neither have TikTok <laughs> on my phone. Um, however, one of my children has had TikTok in the past, and so I've you know checked it out here and there. Yeah. Um, not something that I'm like really dying to dip my toe into, especially after I've read this story. Listen to this. Uh, this is from iHeartMedia. Uh, some people, believe it or not, are in the latest TikTok trend using magic erasers. Now, you know those magic erasers. Those are the cleaning products. You know, you can get tough stains off of the walls. Sure. You can work on the soles of your white tennis shoes, right. you know, things like that. Yeah, they're not doing that. They're instead using the magic eraser as a DIY teeth whitening technique. <laughs> no, wait, 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 wait. this isn't a joke. It's a magic mm-hmm. eraser that you just buy for like four bucks yep. and then you start putting it on the enamel of your teeth. Mm-hmm. Does it work? TikTok user, I'll get to that, uh, Heather Dunn has a vibrant smile. And she shares that she's always getting compliments at the dentist for her strong and healthy teeth. Now, first off, what dentist have you ever been to which compliments you on your strong and healthy teeth? Okay? <laughs> they either like, okay, you got cavities, you don't. You have gum disease, or you Are don't. Are you flossing? I mean, we're done. And then you say, you say yes, but you really mean no. <laughs> anyway, she also reveals the way she gets her teeth so bright and white by avoiding fluoride doing something called oil pulling, which I don't even want to know about. Seriously, do not even text me. I mean, not text me. Do not even put a message on Facebook and explain what that is. I don't want to know. Oil pulling and using a magic eraser on her teeth. Her method involves breaking off a little piece of the magic eraser, wetting it, and then scrubbing the surface of her teeth with it. Now, listen, if you're listening to this and you're thinking, I'd like to whiten my teeth, do not do it this way. Okay, do not. Is there a problem? Yes, there there is a problem. There are many problems. Can I tell you about the problems? Can I just say again, if you've heard me talking, do not do this. Now, wait a second, because, you know, if you would buy, like, you know, if you would go to your dentist and have it done, your teeth whitening, that's a pretty penny. Sure. If you would invest in Crest White Strips, right, right, which people do, Mm -hmm. that's, you know, like an ongoing uh, financial obligation, right? Right, right. So if there's a way that's a DIY way that might be inexpensive. This is not it. You know why? Why? Because the main ingredient in Magic Eraser is melamine foam. And you know what that's made of? Mm. Formaldehyde. (laughs) Wait, that's what they embalm people with. Right. That's what like the frogs were in in your like ninth grade biology class. You remember that? Yeah. Okay. That's what formaldehyde is, which the International Agency for Research on Cancer considers to be carcinogenic. Okay. Carcinogenic. Okay. That's highly toxic if ingested, if inhaled, and potentially dangerous from any other form of direct contact. But you're swallowing. Pardon me. Contact. 
Yes, but you're swallowing it by putting it in your mouth, right? Okay. Uh, now, so the, back to the Heather Dunn, uh, her TikTok account. She responded in a follow-up video claiming that a dentist backs up her technique. And she cites a 2015 study which found a melamine sponge removed stains from teeth better than a toothbrush. Listen, nobody's saying it doesn't work. They're saying you're going to die. Right. Yeah. You're putting, what, toxic chemicals in your mouth. Right. Now, the doctor who weighed in on this says, now keep in mind that the study that Heather Dunn is citing on TikTok, which is where we all go to for medical advice. (laughs) The 2015 study she's citing was on extracted teeth, not the ones in In someone's mouth. mouth. Wait, so someone extracts Mm -hmm. the teeth and then cleans it up. Right. So so the, the doctor, who actually went to medical school and knows something, weighs in and says, let me be clear. Repeated and harsh use of melamine foam can result in tooth enamel wear and, most of all, accidental ingestion. Mm-hmm. Case, this is a TikTok trend that is sure to harm the human. Again, now I know this is a generational thing, but I don't get it. What is the TikTok thing? I well, don't you don't get, get TikTok? No. Well, it's like it's either 15 seconds or a minute. What? And people dancing is what I see. Well, I mean, there are a lot of things. There are people on there, you know, spouting their political opinions. There's people on there talking about their gender reassignment. There's people on there talking about their hairstyle or their new makeup technique or what their dog did yesterday. How about reading a book? Can we just go back to reading books? It is. Can we please just read a book? I just think it is laugh out loud ridiculous that all of us are looking at little blips on TikTok or Twitter or whatever for any advice on health and wellness. Right. All right, all right. Well, so again, maybe we shouldn't even be talking about this because it should go under the heading "Don't try this at home." But then we've just spent three minutes talking, four minutes talking about it. Okay, I don't know how many times I can say "Don't try this at don't home." Try this don't try this at home because it's carcinogenic, which means it's bad for you. All right. Okay? There are better ways to whiten your teeth. I believe that there are. Yes. Mm-hmm. The crest white strips. I mean, go for it. Speak to your dentist. All right, we'll take a, a, a quick break. And, speak to your dentist, who already apparently is telling people they have healthy, strong teeth. Don't do it. Do not. All right, Friday afternoon, and uh, boy, it's going to be a hot one. It is, and you know what the question always is. I don't know if it's that question in your house. In my house, it's who's going to cook? Oh, yeah. I don't mind that question. And on a Friday, I don't know the answer to that. I just know that it's not me. The answer should be Friday and Saturday or Sunday, right? Not me. Let's go do some takeout or let's go visit a nice place to sit down and have a meal. Marsh is here from the Spring House. Hey, Marsh, what do you think? Hi, guys. Sounds like a great idea. It's going to be a hot one, isn't it? Oh, Oh my my goodness. Listen, we don't have air conditioning, Marcia. We're going to be, like, wilting. (laughs) I don't have it either. So I know what, I know what, I know your misery. Love that about you, Marcia. (laughs) All right, tell us. So how can we be happy when we go to the spring house? Yes. Come on down. Our air conditioning is working great. And um, we're going to have all kinds of different things. You can check out the menu online. For the weekend, um, and we open with breakfast on Saturday, 9 to 11 breakfast, and then 11 to 7, we have a meal all day long. You can pick and choose, or you can do the packages, and then sit in the nice, cool sun porch. The flowers are beautiful Mm, right now. Go out and visit the baby calves and the goat and the lamb afterwards, and just come hang out on the farm in the picnic patch where it's nice and cool, too. Lovely. It sounds like a nice weekend, Marcia. Let's beat the heat and uh, let the Springhouse kitchen get nice and hot. But uh, you don't want to miss it because the people are great and there's always something good on the kitchen stove. Thanks, Marsh. Have yourself a cool weekend. Okay, thanks.
Yeah, something good to eat. It's the Spring House. 101.5 WORD. Everywhere you go, anywhere you go, Word FM goes with you. That's because we're no longer trapped inside a radio. We're now everywhere you are, and you carry us around in your pocket. We're ubiquitous. There's an app for that, right? On TuneIn, on iHeart, on our own app, on WordFM.com. The iPhone. The iPhone. The iPhone. The iPhone. On your iPad, iPhone, and Android. We're always with you because we're inside your pocket. Whatever you do. Dude, don't lose us. 101.5 WORD. If you owe back taxes, there's a lot you need to know, starting with rule number one. Don't mess with the IRS. They are cracking down this year by sending out heart-stopping letters, actively garnishing paychecks, levying bank accounts, and putting liens on homes and businesses. That's all true, but it's also true there's a way out. It's called the Fresh Start Initiative, an important government program for tax debt assistance. It's one of the biggest breaks the IRS has ever offered, so now's the time. You could qualify for tax relief that saves you thousands, even tens of thousands. Nobody knows this program like the award-winning experts at Optima Tax Relief. They have an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau and will fight to get you the best deal possible. Don't mess with the IRS. For tax help you need, for tax help you can trust, call Optima now for a free consultation. Call 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. Tax Relief. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. Research shows that people remember radio ads with repetition. So to help you remember that Liberty Mutual Insurance Company customizes your home insurance so you only pay for what you need, here's a repetitive ad. Okay. Research shows that people remember radio ads with repetition. So to help you remember that Liberty Mutual Insurance Company customizes your home insurance so you only pay for what you need, here's a repetitive ad. (sighs) Only pay for what you need at LibertyMutual.com. Liberty, 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 Liberty. September 11th, 2001. Yeah. I, I don't even have to say, do you remember? Especially here in Western Pennsylvania, because do you remember Shanksville? Do you remember Flight 93 and the horror of that moment? Now, um, shortly after Flight 93, you know, exploded into the ground in Shanksville, not that massive crater. I, I probably tell you, it was maybe a month or so, because people would go immediately. To, to go out to Shanksville and see that. Mm-hmm. But uh, maybe it was a month or so I went out and visited. Mm-hmm. And, of course, at the time, you know, there was fencing, temporary fencing around it. The government, you know, was trying to respond, local government, national government. How do you protect something like this from, you know, people who are curious or people who want to pay their respects or scavengers or whatnot? It was a, a, sort of a Wild West feel. But in the midst of it all, in the midst of the grieving and the, the prayerful recollection of those men and women literally hundreds if not thousands of stories came out and those stories are seminal to who we are as americans and especially as western pennsylvanians well alexander riley is back with us he wrote a piece called angel patriots the crash of united flight 93 and the myth of america and back today to talk to us about heroes and their myths alexander welcome to the show Hi, thanks very much for having me back. Yeah. What a pleasure. Yeah. So, Alexander, this idea of heroes, uh, to me, is complicated um, because every person is complicated. I think one of the sad things about contemporary culture is that we're um, in the process of kind of destroying one of our heroes after another. 
But the truth of it is that a lot of the heroes have destroyed themselves, too. Um, we were finding out things about people, especially our church leaders, that we never knew about. Um, a lot of evangelicals leaders have shown themselves to be a real disappointment. Um, and, of course, it's hard to measure that because each one of us disappoints each other, right, in life and in work and in family and all of those sorts of things. But um, there is something, there's a reckoning that's happening now, clearly, as we find out that people are not being morally consistent. So how do we, I don't know, how do we recognize that that's a true thing? And then also look at maybe in in life, maybe in American culture and Western culture, maybe we're getting carried away. Where is the line there? It's a real problem and a real question that I think American society and, as you were hinting there, lots of other societies that are like us, lots of the West, a good chunk of the Western world, I think, is is dealing with this same set of issues. How do you, how do you at one and the same time recognize that, as I argue in, in this book that, uh, John, you gave the title for, and as I've talked a lot about in referring to 9-11, how do you recognize that, that societies, human societies need heroes and they need myths right my argument in the book and i and i have tried to sustain this elsewhere as well as well is that you it really is not imaginable to to try to think of a human society that that would not have myths and heroes and in fact a lot of the people who are in a lot of the the groups that are most critical of heroes and myths today in fact, when you look a little at what they're actually doing in their own efforts to try to produce a story about America and so forth, they're doing myth and they're they're invoking heroes themselves. It's a, it's a, a essentially an impossible thing to avoid. Right. How do you do that? How do you recognize that? And at the same time, recognize Kathy, as you were just saying that that real humans are are typically flawed. The, the more information you have about them, the more the easier it is to find out how flawed they are. The closer they are to us in history the easier it is to do that work. Right. One of the ways that I do it in the book, and then I, I engage with a whole bunch of literature in my field and in some other academic fields that have that that, that considered myth in a pretty grand historic sweep, is to say that, that myth and the heroes that populate them is really not concerned with questions of truth and falsity so much as it's concerned with deeper the deeper quest for meaning and for sense in human life. That is, there, there clearly are, there are things that we know to be true. Uh, there are things that we know to be untrue, to be false. But then there's a whole realm of other stuff, and myth typically fits into this category, of stuff that we don't really, we can't really test to see uh, the truth and falsity, or at least not all that easily. And in fact, the argument from scholars of myth is that myths aren't really about trying to tell us truths or to try to expose falsehoods, so much as they're telling us stories that are deeply meaningful about the nature of who we are as a people, or what the meaning of life is, mm-hmm. or how we should live our lives, what sort of ethic, what sort of moral system we should adhere to. Right. And so almost inevitably, that means um, telling stories in such a way that truth and falsity becomes complicated, and often, again, as I just said, it becomes less relevant to the actual functioning of the myth. And so in that sense, it, it, it's not as important that, uh, for example, just to speak to the, the, the case that we're looking at here, the, the book, um, John, that you mentioned is about fundamentally about Flight 93, but it's about 9-11 as a whole. I talk a lot about the heroes of among the passengers on Flight 93. Now, these are all people who were, who were with us until 20 years ago. So if we wanted to, we could uncover a ton of information about their lives. 
if they're at all like the rest of us, that would probably mean we could uncover things that would fascinate us and would make us admire them, but also things that we'd go, oh, I wish I didn't know that about one of the heroes of Flight 93, because that's the nature of human life. But really what makes them heroes and what, what makes them part of a myth is to a certain degree apart from that, that uh, historical story of their life. And it's more about a narrative that emerges uh, about what they did when they were on that plane in a half hour, essentially, on that plane between the time that it was hijacked and the time that it crashed in the field in Shanksville. Right. And that's so well said, Alexander, because, you know, I mean, even as, you know, young children, we all want and need heroes in our lives. And, of course, as you get older, you see your heroes as paper tigers, you know, whether it's... Uh, your sports heroes? Or? Yeah, sure. I mean, whether it's, you know, JFK or MLK, right, you lift these guys up, and at right. the same time you go, wait a second, there's things here I wish I didn't know. Mm-hmm. But, you know, your case in point about Flight 93, Todd Beamer and the rest of those guys, let's roll the men and women who are making those phone calls, tearful goodbyes and all that, you see yourself in them and go they rose to the occasion there is better self to them they fought to their last breath to you know push that plane away to attack those hijackers they essentially saved the capital we think and you know uh, it's necessary for us to see that to recognize that to talk to our children about that that's right they become that's a very nice way of, of you're alluding to the 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 argument that again i think a lot of folks who've studied myth make which is that what what heroes become when they're real life, real existing people. I mean, sometimes heroes are in fact so far back in history uh, that we we don't even really know if they existed. Some heroes, in fact, we probably know didn't exist and they emerged as purely fictional characters who are nonetheless important. But when they were really existing people, um, what happens when they become heroes is they they move out of that status and they become representations of a type. Yes. They become symbols of in the case of the passengers of flight 93 they really took on and they were invested with the symbolism of a whole bunch of stories that americans have been telling about themselves for a very long time just one of them real quickly that 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 ties in really effectively is the the story that americans have been telling ourselves for a very long time the mythos of america as a, a fundamentally democratic people that we don't we don't like to be told what to do by autocrats, by folks who haven't been duly elected by us, who haven't been chosen by us to represent us. Well, one of the things that we know from some of the phone calls that happened uh, on Flight 93, and it's also been embellished in certain ways in some of the films and elsewhere, and it's become part of a, uh, a mythic element of the story, is that they, they held a collective discussion on the plane about what to do. Once they knew that the plane was being hijacked, uh, it, things didn't transpire in the sense of just some small group of people saying, I'm, we're going to do this, and who cares what other people think? They, As a group, they got together. They gathered information. They made calls. Um, Tom Burnett, Todd Beamer, some of the other folks who were the most central players in the phone calls uh, to, to friends and who were the, gathering the most data, they they gathered as much as they could about the what was happening elsewhere. They knew about the other three planes. Um, they even knew about um, Flight 77 into, in uh, D.C., which had crashed only a few minutes after Flight 93 was hijacked. They got all that information together and they said, okay, so let's let's do what Americans consummately do in these kinds of situations. Let's gather with our peers, let's talk about our options, and let's make a decision collectively. Um, that scene is represented in a way that, again, may not have happened in, in reality on the plane, but it's represented in a really powerful way in one of the several films 
uh, that, that was made about Flight 93, where you literally see the passengers collectively holding a visual vote, putting their hands up as two of the terrorists are watching them at wow. a distance. They're at a distance. They're looking on from just in front of the cockpit and they're watching this happen. So you really get this juxtaposition between the symbolism of American democracy and the mm. autocratic, violent terrorism mm. of these other folks on the other side who are opposed to them. Mm. It's really powerful. And wow. so this is this is what myths and heroes are meant to do. John, you were mentioning sports heroes as well as an example. We can certainly find there's some sports idols who have fallen a long way from their their pedestal and others who have managed to maintain more of their their former position. But really, the simple the, the, the way that they become a representation of, uh, of a certain narrative is by be becoming part of a story, right. doing something on the field or on the basketball court or what have you that then becomes becomes mythological. I wrote some stuff about Kobe Bryant along this these sure. lines in an article that I wrote uh, just after his death. He was such an important figure for me as an athlete because I spent some time in Southern California while the Lakers were doing their first three-peat with him. And of course, we learned a lot of stuff about Kobe later that was that seemed to tarnish his image to a fair degree. And yet that stuff that he did on the basketball court for sports fans, that. I think you still look at that and go, right. wow, that's right. remarkable. Well, you know, that makes me think of Jack Lambert here in Pittsburgh. You know, when Pittsburgh had fallen on such incredibly hard economic times with the collapse of the steel industry in the 70s, Jack Lambert exemplified the Yinzer. Right. Right. And, or a generation earlier. I mean, yeah. Alexander, Roberto Clemente, mm -hmm. I mean, he is a saint Clemente, here in the city yeah. of Pittsburgh. I mean, and rightfully so. And what's interesting to me as a young boy, of course, I idolized him. And, you know, in those decades since, nothing's come out that's tarnished Roberto's image. That's if right. anything, it's gone greater. And you see the man. So yeah. that myth Lynch really... Lynch in, in Swan is another from, from that period. He, he's, he was a mythic, mythical fear, figure for me, mostly because... Uh, that Super Bowl, that Super Bowl ten, Dallas Pittsburgh was the first Super Bowl I watched oh, okay. as a kid. Yeah, and to see Lynn Swan, you know, flying out of the Wasn't sky awesome. to make those receptions, right. congratulations! Just, I get, I'm, I get chills just talking about it now. Right. Still, after all, this right? Week. And how incredibly depressed this area was at that time. And we needed right. a hero, and how we needed, we needed those men to be bigger than life. We needed Lynn Swan to be able to jump higher and be more graceful than anyone else as he was doing it. Right? And yeah. We, and we needed, you know, Jack Ham to be who he was. We needed Joe Green to be the, you know, the the energy source for everything on the team. So, let me ask you this question: the jersey to the to the little boy. In the, in I know the Coke commercial. Get out of here! How great was that? Yeah. So my question, though, is: Are you saying then it, that the real stories don't matter? No, 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 not at all. They do. They do matter. And it, 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 in fact, myths and heroes. I mean, we, as we just were discussing, when we have hero stories that come into too sharp a conflict with real data from the hero's life, then bad things happen. The myth the, falls apart. The hero state is inevitably yeah. crumbled. Just to talk about another example from my childhood, I had an O.J. Simpson poster on my wall mm. when I was a kid. Sure. Right. Right. right? I, I tell students that, and now we're so distanced from, distanced from it that a lot of students don't even know who he was or that he had a football career. Right. But in that case, it's, it's, it's hard to continue to, to keep the, the person in that status. Right. Um, but we, in the case of Flight 93... We do have information. We have uh, we have about fifteen or twenty substantive phone calls that folks were making uh, from the air to their loved ones. We have uh, the cockpit uh, voice recorder. We have flight data recorders uh, that, that tell us a lot about what was going on on the plane. So even though ultimately we have to embellish stories sometimes, it's um, it's remarkable how much you can make 
in the case of Flight 93, how much you can make fit fairly clearly with the stories of the of what was actually happening on the plane and with the biographies of these individuals. Right. Todd Beamer, um, Tom Burnett, Mark Bingham, Jeremy Glick. When you when you look into their stories, all of them had books written about them. Some of them multiple books written about them uh, in the days after years after the flight uh, crashed. And in every case, they've all still, this is 20 years after, they've all held up mm. as pretty exemplary, pretty stand-up, um, admirable gentlemen. Right. I, I don't know any cases in which the, you know something came out in which you go, wow, that really makes me question this heroic narrative that I have of, of Tom Burnett as the take-charge guy who really mobilized the effort to take back the cockpit, was sort of ice cold in his in his just his steely determination. I mean, the thing from Tom Burnett that most struck me when I first read his story was in the last call that he made to his wife from the plane. They're moments away from the crash, and his wife is having a little bit of an emotional moment. She's going, listen, don't do this. Don't jeopardize your, your well-being. Just sit there and relax and let things take. And he says, Dina, this is his wife's name, he says, relax. We're going to get this done, and I'm going to be home for dinner. We're going to take care of this, and with, with utter confidence, he says, "I'll be. I may be late, but we'll get this done, and I'll be home for dinner." And I read that in the transcript of the call, and I just was. I just went, "Whoa, that's the dude you want in charge yeah, give me that. at this moment." Yeah. And how did it happen that he happened to be on the plane? How did that work out? That gets you into a whole other level of discussion about uh, providence and just the miracle. Yeah that you were able to get these people on the plane, how representative were they of the American spirit? Could you pick, could you pick as I would, I would guess you probably could, a random group of 40 Americans and almost certainly get two or three or four or five of them at least who would play that role? I think you could. Yeah, I love that yeah, so that's much. That's really something. Alexander Riley, he's got a new workout. It's called Angel Patriots, The Crash of United Flight 93, The Myth of America. Alexander, it's always a pleasure. Thanks so much for being with us here today. We really love the conversation. It's my pleasure. Good to see both of you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. The Need for Heroes and Myths, yeah. Alexander Riley. We'll take a quick break, come back. Uh, we've got more. It's The Ride Home with John and Kathy, the Friday edition. As you know, Mike Lindell has a passion to help everyone get the best sleep of their lives. Now, Mike didn't stop by simply creating the best pillow. Mike created the new Giza Dream bed sheets. They look and feel great, which means an even better night's sleep, which is crucial for our busy schedules. Mike found the world's best cotton called Giza. It's ultra soft and breathable, but extremely durable. Now, Mike's Giza sheets come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. Now, the first night you sleep on the Giza sheets, you'll never want to sleep on anything else. Giza Dream Sheets come in a variety of sizes and colors, and Mike is making a special offer for our listeners. You'll receive two for one low price plus free shipping. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square, and use promo code WORD. There you'll find not only this amazing offer, but also deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the MyPillow mattress topper, MyPillow towel sets, and so much more. Call 1-800-391-0954, promo code WORD. At Eden Christian Academy, hope is rising. Hope that is secure in God, that builds faith, and inspires a love that can't be stopped. Eden is where parents find hope in a true educational partner. 
where students see faith woven into every subject and where teachers model the love of Christ to every child from pre-K through 12th grade. Schedule a personal tour at any of their three North Hills campuses and witness the hope, faith, and love that Eden can offer your child at EdenChristianAcademy.org. Hi, I'm Jackie Dorman. Have you ever caught yourself believing you'll never find a deeply fulfilling relationship with a marriage-minded Christian man? Well, you're not alone, and I can relate. For years, I believed I would never find the love of my life. If you're feeling stuck in negativity, I invite you to join me in my free Married in 12 Months 5-Day Challenge at lovestories.com. That's lovestories.com. I find that patients just want to be heard. Stock Family Dentistry, where exceptional dentistry meets compassionate care. That takes time to sit down and listen to what the patient has to say. Listen to their past experiences, because that's all important in how I then present treatment to them, formulate a treatment plan for them, and how we move forward with their treatment at our office. My mommy is a really good dentist, and she'll take good care of you. Perry Highway in Wexford at StockFamilyDentistry.com. Ask Alexa to play the word Pittsburgh to hear us there. We're on your Google speaker too. Plus iHeart, tune in and on radio.com. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. To stay ahead of hackers, make sure you are using the latest security settings for your electronic devices. Although manufacturers are continually updating their operating systems and applications and will quickly patch any vulnerabilities they discover, It's up to you to check for the latest updates or enable the automatic update settings on your electronic devices and applications. It's your first line of defense against hacking. A public service message from the Consumer Electronics Association. Tonight we'll see partly cloudy skies. Expect a low tonight of 68. It'll be humid tomorrow with times of clouds and sun. Tomorrow's high 87. Tomorrow night, partly cloudy skies. The low 69. We'll wrap up the weekend Sunday with times of clouds and sunshine. It will remain humid. We'll see a high of 90. Monday, hot and humid. Times of clouds and sun. A thunderstorm in spots in the afternoon and a high of 91. With your Mackey Weather Forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Controversial televangelist Jim Baker will pay 156 grand in restitution as part of a settlement agreement with the state of Missouri for promoting a fake cure for COVID-19 on his program. In February 2020, we talked about this when it was happening. Uh, the Jim Baker Show featured a product known as Silver Solution, in which a guest said it was able to cure certain coronaviruses. But on Tuesday, the state of Missouri and Baker entered into a consent judgment in which Baker's ministry will pay 156000 in restitution for selling the product. Interesting. Now, let me also say that Baker has agreed, according to this, uh, he has agreed because of this settlement to stop selling the product. And he also, at the same time, somehow denied any wrongdoing in the matter, which which takes a lot of verbal gymnastics, maybe mental ones as well. I'll pay the cash, but (laughs) I got nothing to do with it. All right. We'll take a quick break, come back. When we do come back, it's our Friday feature, The Week in Review. What was everybody talking about? A conversation that made us think. What did we eat? What did we watch? What What'd hacked us off? What do we eat? I want to hear all about all it. Right. What's next? 101.5 WORD. The station with Pittsburgh's favorite Christian music every weekend. With the best new music. New, new, new music. Brand new is brand new from Kobe James. You make me brand new. Look what you've done from Tasha Layton. Look what and Sunday morning feeling from Apollo LTD. Yeah, that's Sunday morning. 
best new music and Pittsburgh's favorites. Sponsored by Trinity Jewelers. 101.5 WORD. On the weekend. It's been tough talking to my doctor about constipation with belly pain, discomfort, and bloating. I finally laid all my symptoms out there and how they keep coming back. She said I may have irritable bowel syndrome with constipation or IBSC. We agreed it's time to try something different. Linzess or linaclotide is a prescription medicine that treats IBSC in adults. Linzess works differently than laxatives. It lets you have more frequent and complete bowel movements and helps relieve overall abdominal symptoms, belly pain, discomfort, and bloating. These symptoms were studied in combination, not individually. Do not give Linzess to children less than 6, and it should not be given to children 6 to less than 18. It may harm them. Do not take Linzess if you have a bowel blockage. Get immediate help if you develop unusual or severe stomach pain, especially with bloody or black stools. The most common side effect is diarrhea, sometimes severe. If it's severe, stop taking Linzess and call your doctor right away. Other side effects include gas, stomach area pain, and swelling. There could be more to your story with IBSC. Visit a doctor in person or online. Say yes to Linzess. Learn more at Linzess.com or call 1 800 L I N Z E S S. Sponsored by Abby and Ironwood Pharmaceuticals. When was the last time you watched your home movies? Do you have a VCR anymore? What about a film projector? With technology constantly changing, most families don't have a way to enjoy their recorded memories, trapped on VHS, camcorder tapes, film reels, and photos. That's why we created Legacy Box over a decade ago. Legacy Box is an affordable mailed-in kit to have your aging media digitized to DVD, thumb drive, or the cloud. Our trained technicians digitize everything by hand right here in the U.S. Imagine being able to easily relive weddings, graduations, baby's first steps, and more. Get started future-proofing your memories today so you can gather the whole family together and begin the trip down memory lane. Plus, for a limited time, we're offering 40% off. Visit LegacyBox.com LBOX to get an exclusive 40% off. Buy today to take advantage of this incredible offer and send in when you're ready. Go to LegacyBox.com LBOX to save 40% off. LegacyBox.com LBOX. Why Doing It Right Roofing, Siding, and Remodeling? As an Owens Corning Roofing Platinum Preferred Contractor, it's simple. It's in their name. They're doing it right, and it's what you'd expect as a homeowner and what they intend to deliver. Call 724-NEW-ROOF. Want it done right? Call Doing It Right. We are everywhere. On your radio at 101.5 WORD-FM Pittsburgh at wordfm.com. The Word FM mobile app by heart. Tune in and at radio.com. It's been another week. That means it's time for John and Kathy's Week in Review. What was everyone talking about this week? What was everyone talking about? Well, I don't know. I, I read about this almost every day. And I still can't really fully pin this down. I believe a lot of people are talking about, now don't, don't, get, don't let your head explode, critical race theory. Right? Which no one really, not no one, what? but a few people truly understand. But what everyone has a definitive opinion about it. I've read about it. I've really tried to draw. A, a, a friend of mine says, a black friend of mine says, I think it's a distraction. The other day, the Joint Chiefs of Staff is talking about mm-hmm. it. I mean, it runs the gamut. But that was a good statement he made, wasn't it? It was. I mean, it's, but it's, I, I don't know. I'd like to learn, surely, but I'm not quite sure what it is. So it, to me, feels a little arm's length. That's all I'm saying. Well, at least in the last couple of days, everyone's talking about the collapse of the Florida condo. The huge numbers of people that are still missing, right? It's just a really shocking story. Next. What was a conversation that made you think? Well, of course, we spent a lot of time this week uh, talking with uh, Tom Lewis. And, you know, I've heard this story before, and I love the way that Tommy, he's just a great storyteller. But, you know, he tells this story about that, that kid, Charlie. Charlie. 
And, you know, Charlie uh, uh, encephalitis, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, his head. You, you see, you've seen children who are suffering from severe malnutrition. And that little boy, that story meant, means a lot. Because if you see if children in third world countries especially who are pushed aside. Yeah. And that, you know, Tommy says to that little boy, Charlie said, you are my friend. And kids want to connect. Kids are so excited to have responsibility handed to them. And then they show their best side by trying to work really hard. And then looking at Tommy going, you are my friend, because Tommy trusted him to do something, and he did it. I think about that little kid a lot. So that conversation stays with me. That's really good. On Monday's show, we talked with Jerry Boyer at 5.10 p.m. And you know what sticks in my head about this is that we talked about inflation and Nothing in particular about the context of the conversation, but going into it, I remember we were we were coming back from a commercial break, and I said, "I I can't have a conversation about inflation. Yeah, like I don't know it. I don't understand enough about inflation to have it." And then we went into the conversation with Jerry, and I realized that just being curious about something is really worthwhile. I mean, I asked honest questions of Jerry, who's an economist, and he answered them honestly and kindly. And after the conversation was over, I thought, you know what? I'm really glad I did that. I'm glad I wasn't too afraid to have the conversation, and I'm glad I wasn't trying to posture and act like it was something I understood. Because like either, either one would have been stupid, yeah, right? But, but but in the end, I thought I really learned a lot from it. I hope listeners did as well. I think that's the key to seeking knowledge, right? That humility to engage, whether you're reading or watching or you know talking, that's really key. That's good. Yeah. What did you eat? I'm going to break right in because... It was vinegar pie this week, people. Oh, vinegar pie. Listen, once... I've mentioned it once before yeah. on the program, but it was Father's Day. And so I decided to get the vinegar pie from Butter Joint, which is in the North Oakland, Shadyside area of town, oh. for my husband because it's his absolute favorite. And it did not disappoint. Very nice. It is so delicious. And if you think, what the heck vinegar pie? is vinegar pie that sounds disgusting? I say, I know it sounds disgusting. But the point is, is that you have to go past what it sounds like you have to try it. All right. Very good. All right. I talked uh, last week. I talked about meeting a friend of mine at the uh, Squirrel Hill Eaton Park. Right. With the onion rings. Where I had um, I had a, a bacon club sandwich. And I said last Which week. Which is a great choice. By I the said, way. you know, it's not so much oftentimes what you eat. It's who you eat with. Well, this week I met another friend at the Banksville Eaton Park <laughs> and I had the bacon club sandwich. <laughs> You are super dull. Because I love this guy. And, you know, I, I, I haven't seen this guy for like 15 months. He sat down. We were like, and the boy just came in. I was like, uh, bacon club. And I ate that thing. And I, I don't even know what it tasted like. I just needed to see my buddy. And I had something in my mouth. And that was more than enough. All right. What did you watch? Um, well, I, I think I've watched. You're going to say, this can't be true. This is an exaggeration when I tell you that I have watched Kirk Franklin's Tiny Desk performance oh, 30 good. times. that is so good. I've watched it. But I think I've watched it 30 times. Yeah, that's good. I just watched it again last night because I turned on YouTube. It was right there in my history, and I had to click it. You know why? Because it's perfect. Mm-hmm. It is. Yeah. There is. It is so joyful. It is so musically oh, excellent. Super tight. It is beautiful everybody in there is gorgeous it's it it will lift your soul it will lift your soul if you have never watched kirk franklin on tiny desk you should do it it came out for black history month it'll change your 
perspective on everything in this day because it's that great. Very nice. Okay, uh, what did I watch? Last night, we're having dinner in the backyard. Now, we eat dinner late, of course. It was 9.02. It was two minutes past 9 o'clock, and I looked up, and the sky was bright. It was shimmering. It was luminescent at 9 o'clock, two minutes past 9 o'clock on June 24th. And I marveled at it. You marvel at the beauty of a new summer night. And I think about, you know, in December and January and February and March, it's cold and dark. And there before you last night, the sky, the light was so beautiful. I could have cared less about going in to watch TV. I just needed to sit there. So these moments that we're having right now, right now, these moments in our our life, with that light, it's otherworldly. Go outside tonight and see it. What hacked you off? I read a statement today from Winston Marshall, who's a founding member and the banjo player from Mumford & Sons, uh, stating that he's leaving the band. And that's no big deal because people leave bands all the time, right? Like, what's the big deal? Yeah. Um, but the reason he left was so ridiculous ridiculous to me. And I'm not saying that he's ridiculous no. and his choice is ridiculous. I'm saying that the environment that we are all in with how people communicate especially about public figures online, is so ridiculous that every one of us should repent of it. Listen, he tweeted about a book that he read and liked. A book. He tweeted about a book. And he received such overwhelming, gargantuan hate tweets. And so did everyone else in his band. And it turned into hate emails. And it turned into this whole crusade against this one guy who just wrote two sentences about a book that he read. Anyway, it has caused untold pain and suffering for the band. He feels like it's best for him to step away and preserve his friends. And I just have to say that our online discourse is so poisonous and so violently nasty that it just it just makes me want to completely get out of it. I mean, he's a banjo player, right? In a folk band. I mean, for crying out loud. Yeah, I get that. It's just, it makes, I just get it going to despair of it. Okay, I'll take that. And uh, I'll look at the international uh, thing that hacked me off. The Chinese government is so vile. Seriously, they yes. are. And they try to put such a happy face on things. So in Hong Kong, for decades, there's been a daily newspaper, which I love. It's called Apple Daily. And they've been a beacon of light in the darkness of communism repression. Well, this past week, the Chinese government raided the offices. They arrested the editor, any number of reporters. They put them in jail. They shut the thing down. So in Hong Kong, which is supposed to be free and open society, of course, it's right across the way from China, communist China. Now the Chinese government is squashing every inch of freedom of the press. And that hacks me off. What was the best news you heard this week? Uh, Bosch Season 7 on Amazon.prime premieres today. Very nice. All right, that is good news. Best news for me, I'll go back to those lunches. Here's the best news. A friend of mine who had fallen away from the Lord Hmm. is back in right relation. And that was good. That was really good. That's really good. We sat and we talked and we cried a little and then we smiled it's been a good journey for my friend, so mm-hmm. that is always good That's news. That's really good. And in closing, you two have anything meaningful for us? Well, John, I shared with you the despair I was in earlier over yeah. the story I mentioned about um, Winston Marshall from Mumford & Sons. And just the sadness of living in our current world and how 
unbelievably mean people are to each other and the things they say online is just i don't know it shocks me the it heart really is does dark above all things anyway i was reading psalm 7 uh and uh this is the 14th uh, verse and it kind of speaks to this it says he who is pregnant with evil and conceives trouble gives birth to disillusionment and I thought that's where I was today. You know, I look at people who are cruel in their intention, and it makes me disillusioned about everybody. It makes me disillusioned about the world. And I was sharing this with my daughter, who's 19 years old. Um, and she said, you know what, Mom? This is what you have to remember, is that the Internet is not real life. I'm into that. Okay, I was reading uh, in Genesis today. Genesis, when Abraham was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to Abram and said to him, I am God Almighty. Walk before me and be blameless. That's it. That's it. I am God Almighty. Walk before me and be blameless. And that's John and Kathy's Week in Review. Well, shockingly, and with great celebration and fanfare, another year in college has come to a close. Grove City College has weathered the storm. And unlike a lot of colleges, Grove City was committed to meeting and teaching in person. Now, of course, in this COVID era, nothing was perfect. And there were illnesses and incidences. And it was a bumpy ride. But the thousands and thousands of students at Grove City College they made it through. So with some foresight and some wisdom, Grove City continues to meet in person. And Kath and I had students on campus at Grove City. We're proud to say our kids are Grovers. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, you know, for any parent of any college student or high school student in particular, I mean, anybody, parent of any age child over the last year and a half, boy, it has been a real challenge. Mm -hmm. um, I can speak as a parent, as John said, of, of a Grove City student. And I just think, you know, when, when things are as topsy-turvy as they have been, and there's so much uncertainty, it is really a comfort to see that there's an organization that is so well organized, so well run, and the decisions they're making, they're doing their best that they would be godly ones. And so as a parent, all I can say is it's been a great ride in spite of COVID and the semester is almost over. GCC.edu online. In the good old summertime, in the good old summertime. It may sound a little corny, but it really is the good old summertime at the Springhouse in 84. The sun is shining, the cows are out on the pasture, the sweet corn is almost ready, the springhouse produce tables are filled with freshly picked vegetables, and we're up to our elbows in ice cream. And you know what? That all makes the springhouse a very fun place to be. Why not jump in the car right now for a country drive to 84? Come for homemade lunch or supper or just to eat ice cream and enjoy sweet country air. Be sure to take home our famous chocolate milk and baked goods. Don't forget that. We're just four miles east of Washington on Route 136, and it doesn't take long to get to us. Call 228-3339 for more directions to the Springhouse in 84. It's Mattress Firm's 4th of July sale. For a limited time, save up to $500 on a king bed for a queen price. On top-rated mattress brands like Sealy and Sleepies. Plus... 
Get a free adjustable base with your $999 purchase. Have you mixed your pain meds, your sleep meds, your allergy meds? Call the Poison Helpline. Has your child eaten a tube of toothpaste, a chip of paint, a wild mushroom? Call the Poison Helpline. Have you been bitten by a spider, a snake, an insect? Call the Poison Helpline. Poisonings can happen at the home, on the job, or in the great outdoors. Call the Poison Helpline first for fast, free advice from medical professionals. Call 1-800-222-1222 anytime, anywhere. 1-800-222-1222. Save the number, save a life. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. Leaders of Dor Hadash, one of three Jewish congregations that lost members during the 2018 massacre at the Tree of Life Synagogue in Squirrel Hill, have asked the United States Attorney General's office to strike a plea deal with gunman Robert Bowers, a move that they say will offer justice that falls in line with their religious value of life. Bowers, of course, is charged with 11, killing 11 worshipers inside the synagogue, has remained in federal custody since his arrest the day of the attack. His attorneys, two public defenders and Judy Clark, a death penalty defense specialist, have said that Bowers is willing to plead guilty in exchange for life in federal prison. Federal prosecutors in Pittsburgh have so far refused to deal. Quote, we are rapidly approaching the third anniversary of the October 27th attack, wrote Congregation President Bruce Herschlag in a letter to Attorney General Merrick Garland. We are desirous of seeking justice meted out in a manner that is both consistent with our religious values and spares us from the painful Mm -hmm. ordeal of prolonged legal maneuvering leading to a lengthy trial and years of unpredictable appeals. Right. And so that's the heart of it, right? Is, you know, we've all suffered enough. Uh, Can we just, you know. We don't want to kill the guy. Right. Right. We know that he was, uh, we know he he did it. Uh, You know, he was apprehended. You know, it's not, what do we, what do we need to go through all this for? Right. So I wonder what the attorney general will say about that. Because of course, from the, I don't want to speak for Merrick Garland, of course, but I'm just thinking from the perspective of somebody who's in a public position like that, they want to use this as a case to deter any human being from ever considering doing this again. Do you think that will be a deterrent? I don't think so. I don't think the people in that sort of rage-filled will go, oh, wait a second, mm-hmm. they might kill me. I don't think it's, I don't think it's going to matter. Maybe not, but you know that that's what – that's what Merrick Garland has. Well, that's what Merrick Garland has to consider. I mean, that's why, that's why they're pursuing it the way they are at this point. Right. Is they want to pursue? And here's the other thing. And we've been talking, at least I've been talking about the the you know poisonous nature of discourse right now. Um, no one in public life can be perceived as not advocating for justice as much as is humanly possible for right, those who have right, suffered. Right, right, right. And so Merrick Garland and the Biden administration cannot be looked at as people that did not pursue the ultimate punishment for someone that did that act here in Squirrel Hill. They can't do that. So I don't know how that's going to be resolved. I certainly appreciate and I understand where the people, the people locally in Pittsburgh are coming from. I would feel the same way. But I'm just thinking from a it, – it's, kind of, it's kind of like this is a circumstance that has afflicted this community and these families. But it has become emblematic of a larger problem. And the people who are in federal positions of leadership are going to say we need to 
do what's best for the larger country. Right. I mean, you do hear people say, well, now, you know, you know, someone's executed. Well, justice has been served. Well, well we can right. continue. We can uh, we can start to heal now. Right. I don't think that, I don't think that happens. No, I no, I don't think hopefully we'll never experience that. But, uh, you know, something so heinous visited upon you, your congregation, your family, your mother, your father, your whatever. Right. The people that you love. Right. But here's but how many people have we talked to, John, over the years from other countries where there is not a functioning criminal justice system who who what it does to the soul of generations of people who live in a country that does not pursue justice. And it just it it makes vacant people who have no faith in their community or their government. So I get that, of course. Yeah. But we're different. Right. America is different to a higher ideal. A more perfect union. Perhaps. A more perfect union. Right, yeah. But that includes pursuing. I don't know. I can. This is one of those instances where I can absolutely see both sides of this. Well, if you are a Christian and if you call yourself pro-life, you would not want the death penalty. I think a lot of people would disagree with you, but I agree with you. I agree with me. Do you agree with you? Thank you. I do. <laughs> John's agreed with himself. Thank you. It's a Friday. We'll end the, the week that way. <laughs> Have yourself a great weekend. Thanks as always for being with us. God bless you and yours, and God willing, we'll see you Monday. Say your prayers. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group. This is Ed Morrissey of HotAir.com for Town Hall. How desperate will Joe Biden be to re-embrace Barack Obama's Iran deal? New Iranian President Ebrahim Raisi declared...